Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I know that the uh, Federal Minister of Health didn't like my opinions on uh, opioid medications. And uh, the suggestion that I'm making or the argument that I'm making that the federal government is in fact and other governments are in fact targeting patients when they shouldn't be. People who are just dealing with some incredibly difficult chronic pain realities and who've worked out their opioid medication regimes with their doctors, doctors who are now afraid to prescribe what they know their patients require. And I've had some conversations with doctors. I'll share some of that with you later today and then tomorrow. I did receive a call from the press secretary of the Federal Minister of Health, Dr. Jane Philpott, and uh, it looked as though she might be on the show this weekend. And then after we talked for a little while, after I talked with the press secretary for a little while, uh, the weekend became impossible. And now it's possible that we may be speaking with the minister in the next uh, 10 days or so. I've said I'll... Whenever you want to do it, you want to do it live on the show, that's fine. If you want me to come at 3 o'clock in the morning and pre-record with you, I'll be in the studio ready to go. So, more about that later. Thirteen Conservative Party of Canada, I'll say Progressive Conservative, 13 Conservative Party of Canada candidates are waiting to find out what the party members decide as far as the leadership of the party is concerned. A few weeks ago, people might have said Kevin O'Leary... Then, as you heard Kevin O'Leary on this program say, he was shifting his his uh, support to Maxime Bernier. So is it Bernier? That seems to be the favorite choice at this point. We'll be speaking with Andrew Shear before the end of the hour. But joining us from Toronto, from the Conservative Party convention, where he's observing and, uh, and reporting on what's going on, is Global News Chief Political Correspondent David Aiken. David, thank you for the time. Voting ends at 4 p.m. Is Bernier the clear favorite? He is, and before we get to that, I can tell you that uh, Andrew Shear just voted. We watched him into the voting hall. People are voting right now, and uh, Andrew wouldn't tell us exactly what was on his ballot, but you can guess what the number one choice was. He served so. his four kids, <laughs> his wife, the whole fun. So that's part of the fun of these conventions. Most of the voting, of course, has been done by mail, and uh, I think the count is around 130,000 ballots were mailed in that is a remarkable amount for a leadership race they could set a record for turnout uh voter turnout in a leadership race it'll be you know well over 50 percent of eligible voters 240,000 or 260,000 are uh, eligible to vote um and that brings us to bernier uh, all, all the indication we have from public polling as well as some internal polling that uh, i've had a chance to look at from some of the campaigns shows that the, it, it definitely looks like Bernier is going to be the one to win it, probably on the 12th ballot. And uh, if anybody's got a chance to beat him, it'll be the guy you're talking to later in the hour, Andrew Shear. I was going to ask you whether there's an opportunity for a Stefan Dion moment somewhere tonight. 
There is not, no. And, of course, that Stéphane Dion uh, convention, that was a liberal convention, was a brokered convention, a delegated convention, where you had in that one Bob Ray and Michael Ignati of, you know, who's going to send delegates my way? And while that was happening, <laughs> Dion came up the middle. Not going to happen here. It's a ranked ballot that all the members have. And so there you have filled out their first choice, their second choice, their third choice. The winner is the one who gets... 50% plus one of the available points. Bear with me here. Every single riding in the country gets 100 points. So every riding is equal. It doesn't matter if it's Calgary, uh, Midnapore, which is Jason Kenney's old riding, where there's thousands of members of the party, or a riding like Jean-Pierre, Quebec, where there might be 200 members of the Conservative Party. They each get 100 points towards the leader. So there's uh, 33,800 points available. Winner's got to get half of those points uh, from all across the country. So it's a ranked ballot. Winner's got to get 50% plus one. And whoever is the last on each ballot gets dropped off. And so that's why we're going to go through multiple ballots because we've got 13 people and only one can drop off each each time. But on the we're, the best information here is that on the 12th ballot, that is when it is going to be Bernier versus Scheer, and Bernier will emerge victorious. And that will happen about 7 o'clock tonight. So why, uh, why Bernier, David? He has a past that could turn into a liability. Certainly the liberals will take advantage of why Bernier mm-hmm. was tossed out of the or resigned from the Harper government as foreign minister. They'll take advantage of that. He'll deliver in Quebec, probably provide some decent opposition to Trudeau. But why Bernier nationally? Plain and simple fact, why Trudeau? Why did he win the prime minister's job? But why Bernier? They worked their butts off. I mean, that, that really in politics, there is no substitute for the hard work of politicking, knocking on doors, raising money, talking to people one at a time to get them to vote for you. Trudeau and the liberals did that. And that's, that's one of the reasons Dion lost and Ignati have lost and Harper won the times that he won. Good old-fashioned hard politicking. And Bernier's been doing this for more than a year. The campaign is officially only nine months old, but Bernier has been campaigning for a year. And like Trudeau, Bernier has, he's popular. Bernier is popular within conservative ranks. Yes, nine years ago, this is what most Canadians would have known him for, he got dropped from Stephen Harper's cabinet. He was the foreign affairs minister because he left top secret documents at his glamorous girlfriend's house. That's what Bernier is probably best known for. That was nine years ago. Since then, Bernier, in my sense, has matured, kept his head down, worked. Uh, he was a, a junior minister for part of the time in, in Harper's cabinet, kept his head down, worked within the party, developed policies that he likes within the party, and that made him very popular. And so you're going to see, after he wins tonight, again, if, if he wins tonight, on Monday, he has a sort of more permanent partner now. Uh, and he has two daughters from a previous marriage, and his permanent partner has some daughters as well. You're going to see pictures of Bernier, the family man, on Monday, and they will be out there with those sort of pictures specifically to counter what surely will be liberals putting up the pictures of Bernier and his girlfriend losing top-secret documents nine Mm -hmm. years ago. So they're going to try and deal with that image right off the top. He got some very good response from my listeners. One Sunday, a few weeks ago, we had four 
of the primary candidates on the show on, on one program. And he was very well received, except we did hear a few people from the West and particularly Alberta. And I know he's been called the Albertan from Quebec. But we did mm-hmm. hear some people from Alberta say, no, we're not going to vote for Bernier. We don't want another Quebec prime minister. Well, face it, it's going to be Trudeau or it's going to be Bernier unless the NDP pulls off a huge and magical surprise. Yeah, and, and my sense is the maybe among non-conservatives in Alberta, but Bernier, yeah, he is the, uh, uh, what is it? What did you say, the Quebecer from Alberta? From, yeah, the Albertan from Quebec. The, Al- the Albertan from Quebec, sorry, <laughs> yeah. you got it. You know what I meant. We all yes, know I what do. I Absolutely. Um, He's very popular in Alberta because uh, he, he's got this libertarian small government approach to things. He doesn't like government uh, f- subsidies of federal enterprises. In uh, Quebec, he's actually not that popular because he would, for example, he'd cut off these billion-dollar subsidies to Bombardier. Uh, he just wouldn't. Uh, it, he says well, the government shouldn't be doing that. That makes him unpopular in Quebec. And so it's been described to me that though he is a candidate from Quebec, he's not a Quebec candidate because he, he's going against the Quebec uh, establishment, if you will. One more question for you. How does the Conservative Party have to change between now and 2019? They've attacked each other. The 13 candidates, previously 14, have done a heck of a job attacking each other over the last several months. Now they're going to have to come together as a party. They'll have to provide an alternative to the Liberals. What does the Conservative Party have to do to present that alternative that becomes appealing to the Canadian voter? They don't have to do it all at once is the first place we start with that, Roy. It, we've got uh, the next elections not till 2019. And though all the leadership candidates have put forward policy ideas, and Bernier certainly got what would be like Canadian standards, some radical policy ideas on you know health care, the size of government, supply management, you name it, there's going to be a policy convention that conservatives will have next year. And Bernier is going to have to sell his policies, if he's the leader, to that convention. And that will form the the policy framework for the next election. More broadly, let me list out the strengths and then some weaknesses for the party. Strengths, 99 MPs. Liberals never had that with Dion and Ignatieff, a whole lot of MPs in the House of Commons. Second, the conservative war chest is overflowing. They raised $5.5 million in the first quarter of this year, even while their donor base was separately funding leadership campaigns. The party raised $5.5 million, and you know what? That was twice as much as the governing liberals were able to raise. So these guys, fundraising machine. Third, there's 260,000 members of this party. So there's lots and lots of people who want to uh, clearly get involved with the party. That's the strength. Weakness. There is not a single conservative MP in the four Atlantic Canada provinces. There's not a single MP from a riding that has the word center in it. Hamilton Center, David Christofferson, Vancouver Center, Liberal Hetty Fry, Toronto Center, that's where our finance minister, Bill Morneau, is. In other words, all the downtown urban cores of our largest cities in the country, including Hamilton, there ain't no Tories. So the new leader's got to connect with urban Canada and Atlantic Canada. Think about that. That's where they've got to grow some seats if they hope to uh, win government. Yeah, one more point. Somebody asked me the other day, what are the chances of Trudeau being uh, tossed out by the voters? He has such a huge majority. Well, he has a majority. As you pointed out, it's not huge, but it's significant. But the Conservatives have 99 seats. And Mr. Trudeau won the majority with 27% of the national vote last time. So there is opportunity for the Conservatives, but it's going to be one heck of an interesting time between now and Election Day on 2019. Yeah, the the answer to that one, the most important leadership race for the Conservatives in the room I'm in right now is the NDP leadership race, which is really Mm -hmm. just getting going and won't conclude to the fall. And that's because 
the Conservatives got about the same number of votes in 2015 as they did in 2011 when they won the majority, in terms of you know maybe a few hundred thousand difference. The problem, the NDP vote collapsed. It all went Liberal. And that meant that Liberals won lots of seats from the New Democrats, but also it meant Conservatives couldn't exploit splits on the center-center-left and come up the middle. So Conservatives, it doesn't matter if they ran the best campaign, had the best leader, all the money in the world, they desperately need a much stronger performance from the New Democrats, the New Democrats have to peel away some liberal votes. And if that happens, sure, there's quite a chance that Trudeau could either be held to a minority or could lose government altogether. Yeah. So any leftover money for the Conservative Party, give it to the NDP. That would be a very wise strategy <laughs> for them. Sure. I'll bring that up. <laughs> David, thank you so much. Good talking to you. Okay, great. Thanks. All the best. David Aiken, the chief political correspondent for Global News, joining us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. It is a huge day. For the Conservative Party of Canada, 13 candidates for the leadership. They're all in Toronto. They're looking to see who's going to win. The odds say it's going to be Maxime Bernier, conservative and libertarian. He's very likable. And, uh, you know, I, I agree with, uh, with everything that David said about Bernier. The question is, what does somebody like Andrew Scheer offer? And what does uh, someone like Aaron O'Toole offer? But, again... A significant percentage, the majority, I believe, of the votes have already been cast by mail. We'll find out more as we go through this. Also at the convention is our good friend and contributor to our Beauties and the Beast segment, Catherine Swift, the former CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. She'll be telling us what uh, what she's observed. And at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, the voting ends at uh, 2.45 Eastern Time. So in about uh, 25 minutes from now, We'll be speaking with candidate Andrew Shear. He'll join us on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. So here's my question for you. At 1-800-263-2428, 1-800-263-2428, who among the Conservative Party candidates do you think can beat Justin Trudeau or the NDP to come become the next Prime Minister of Canada? Is it possible for any of the candidates for the Conservative Party of Canada to beat Justin Trudeau, let's just say Justin Trudeau for now, in 2019. Is there enough time in your, in your view? Maxime Bernier has been called the Albertan from Quebec, but we also had Alberta callers, one in particular, tell us just a couple of weeks ago, Alberta and the West will never vote for a Quebecer to be prime minister. We then also had immediate response from Albertans who sent emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com and uh, posted tweets to at the Roy Green Show and said, he doesn't know what he's talking about. We would vote for Bernier. So, can Maxime Bernier, if he becomes the leader of the Conservative Party, can he beat Justin Trudeau for the prime minister's job in 2019? Um, who are you prepared to vote for? And the person who said to me, it's too soon for Trudeau to lose to two rookie major party leaders, is that person correct? 800-263-2428 is my number. 800-263-2428. Who among the conservative candidates can beat Justin Trudeau in 2019? If it can be done, if we're in Western Canada, um, is Western Canada to be prepared to vote for a Quebecer for Maxime Bernier? 1-800-263-2428. Give me a call. 